0: You're listening to a ShockCast Original. Shock. The C Word with Calista. So, hey, it's me, Calista. You know that I am a huge Swiftie. So here we are celebrating Taylor Swift's 31st birthday week. And I have got a very special guest all the way from Canada. Someone who not only loves Taylor Swift as much as I do, but looks a whole lot more like her. So um, you might have seen her recreating iconic looks on TikTok. So, Julianne, welcome to the
1: C Word. Hi, I'm very excited to be here. It's my very first podcast ever.
0: <laughs> well, thank
1: you for coming on the show. I know it's like, 2 a.m. where you are right now. Where exactly are you? I am in Ontario, Canada.
0: Okay, and when you go on TikTok, is most of your audience from Canada or do you notice it's global?
1: I've had actually a lot, I think most people are from the US, so like the States, um, but then there's an even distribution kind of of the rest of the world, it seems. I definitely started off with mostly Canadian people, but then when I started doing like almost exclusively Taylor Swift stuff, it spiked to the US and then the rest of the world.
0: Okay, so for those of you who don't know Julianne, um, I know on the podcast you can't see her, so make sure to go on over to my Instagram to check out the video, but she looks a whole lot like Taylor Swift and she's gotten over 86,000 followers on TikTok um, just by confusing us with her also very realistic costumes.
1: Yes I definitely put A lot of work Into making them As accurate as I can
0: So how and when Did you realize That you look like Taylor Swift Um,
1: I definitely didn't Used to Like when I was A teenager I went through A whole like Blue hair phase For many years And that's how I looked When I actually went To my first Taylor Swift concert Like I looked Nothing like her at all And then um, I decided to go Back to blonde I cut bangs And then people Started saying Hey you kind of Look like her And I was like No it's just It's the bangs Like the hair Is fooling you You're like we kind of see it and I loved her so I wasn't going to argue it was a big compliment in my opinion You
0: even got the same eye color right Uh yeah blue Okay, and because um, I scrolled down, had to do a little bit of stalking. So I scrolled down to the beginning of your TikTok and it started in about April this year?
1: Yeah, I think I started posting in April. So it's been basically almost all of quarantine.
0: Mm-hmm. And your whole feed, um, it just starts with all the Taylor Swift stuff. So do you have a separate account that you just do Julianne stuff or?
1: No, as of right now, I think my main account is my only account. I do have one other one that I called Ravioli Sport. Um, that I used to post audios. But other than that, no, that's my only one.
0: Okay, did you just start out like that? Or did you have to remove like your... You know, when we all start TikTok, we got some really cringy stuff on there, right?
1: So 100%. There's definitely <laughs> a of really embarrassing videos of me doing like the savage dance. I learned really quickly that that was not going to be what I was going to do on TikTok.
0: I kind of feel you. I tried to do the renegade and I was just like, you know what, maybe this app is not for me. And then I left the app for like... Must have been almost a year because I was like, "It's all dance stuff. I'm not good at this. It's going to take too much time. It's going to look stupid. Maybe it's yeah. not my thing." Mm-hmm.
1: I started like I downloaded the app. I think in December of 2019. So I haven't been on it. It's almost a year now. So I came in right as all the comedy stuff started to happen and all of like the new like there wasn't just dancing. So I was like, you know what? I I like it here. I think I'll stay for a while. And it's worked out pretty well, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely been my main source of entertainment since I've been home. How do
0: you come up with all the costumes and where do you you get them? Because they're they're quite similar to the actual things that she wears on stage.
1: So the really embarrassing part is that I've been collecting a lot of these things for years. Like years. I would buy them but I would have no place to wear them except just like shamefully alone in my room. (laughs) And basically doing the same thing that I did for TikTok. Like I would listen to songs and like, you know, do the look. And then that was the whole thing. And then I remember one day after, you know, getting bullied for my terrible savage dance on TikTok, I was like, you know what, I'll just post this. I'll post this and I'll see what happens. And it worked out really well. So
0: when did you start becoming a Swifty?
1: I think I've been like a full-fledged Swifty since... Like right after Red came out in 2012, so maybe around 2013 when she started doing the Red Tour. One of the things that has like really interested me is like touring and costumes, obviously, and like the live shows. So I was like obsessed with the Red Tour when she did it. I would watch on YouTube videos of like every performance, even if it was like the same song, I would watch every performance of it in all the different cities. And then that turned me into like, I obviously, I already liked her because I knew like Love Story, You Belong With Me and everything like that but then um, that made me just like go full throttle and then I was full-fledged for the release of 1989. I remember being on Tumblr in the dark times when it first started to come out and then yeah the rest was history so I've been pretty obsessed since 2012.
0: But your favorite album is Reputation right?
1: Oh yeah 100%. I am the number one rep stan. I'll never let it die. I mean okay I do really like Evermore but I don't think anything will come for Reps Crown in my opinion. It's just the
0: I think Rhett was one of those um, albums because it was so different from what she did initially. Everyone was like, oh no, this is this sucks, you know, this is not what we want, blah, blah, blah. And then so many Swifties just suddenly turned and were like, no, th- this is the best album she's ever put out.
1: Yeah, we're embracing it. We're so ready to be snakes. I really was. It was so awesome. And then seeing the tour was just made it all the more better. I mean, I already loved the album, but seeing it all live. How many shows have you been to?
0: Because I'm super jealous right now. I haven't seen her live.
1: Oh. Oh, it is really something else. I've been lucky enough to be to three in my life. So I went to the 1989 tour once when I was 16 and I had the blue hair. Um, And then I went to both of her rep shows when she came in 2017. And that was where I got to wear my very first costume. So the one like the opener outfit with the black and then the one shoulder, I wore that to my rep show. That was a lot of fun.
0: But you've never met her, right?
1: No, I haven't. haven't been that lucky yet.
0: (laughs) So where do you find the costumes? How do you search for them?
1: Um, So a lot of stuff I get from Amazon or AliExpress or Fashion Nova. Like a lot of it is fast fashion or like stuff that I've seen at the mall. I think I maybe only have one thing that I special ordered that's like a full costume. And it's the one that looks like style and it's got like the sparkly fringes. That one I ordered from AliExpress. But other than that, it's just all like stuff that I've found from fast fashion places and modified. Yeah, like I don't have any secret source, unfortunately.
0: So you just kind of try and search for the description and then see what comes up and then...
1: Yep, I spend an embarrassingly large amount of time like just trolling through Amazon for different sequined clothing items.
0: Even the black rep one that you use a lot?
1: That one, I think it's a shirt from... Amazon. Yeah, I got that one from Amazon. And then I ripped off or cut off the sleeve. And it's a belt that I got from Amazon and then shorts from Amazon. So the whole Jeff Bezos funded the whole outfit. (laughs) Okay, well, it's it's good to know
0: that um, it is possible to find these kind of things. And if it's from Amazon, you didn't have to spend so much.
1: No, like, I would say the most I've ever spent on one look, like, collectively was $100 for all the pieces. And that's, like, a lot for me. So a lot of it is just, like, things that I find for under $20 and can justify modifying.
0: So you're just really good at styling the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Do you dress and make up, like, Taylor in your daily life as well? Or is it just for TikTok?
1: I mean, I think my normal fashion sense is nowhere near as good as hers. I usually just wear leggings and the sweater of the day. Uh, as far as my makeup, though, I think, yeah, I probably do do it pretty similar to how she does. Just because, like, I'm a fan of the winged eyeliner look. And once I find something, like, I'm just going to stick with it. I don't know how to do a lot. I try to do makeup, but it's I'm not, like, that good at it. Just by happenstance, that's how my makeup ends up looking.
0: Do you ever get um, stopped in the street or do people in real life tell you that you look like Taylor Swift?
1: Like, I don't ever get stopped in the street. I don't think it's that intense. But um, I've definitely had people I know be like, tell me that I look like her. I think I look enough like her that you would never mistake me for her truly. But you're like, Mm -hmm. you remind me of her enough that I'm going to mention it. Although when I did go to the rep show in the costume, I took a couple of pictures with some kids and some drunk adults. So that was a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) But saying that, like, I have, that's how I found you. You came up on my For You page. Like, I, I had to ask, is this Taylor? But then I I, I had to look at your username and I was like, okay, no, it's not. And then I went into your account and I swept through a few videos and I was like, this is uncanny. You know
1: what I mean? It's kind of crazy because, like, I don't see it. Like, I mean, I do see it, obviously, but, like, if I'm looking at a picture of her and a picture of me, I'm like, I get the bangs, but I don't think I look a lot like her, like as far as my face looks. But I mean, I'll never turn down the compliment because I love her so much. So anytime someone says it, I'm like, yes, I'll thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, like a lot of your content is actually reenacting her in concert. So how do you find all those audio clips that you use? Because as much as I love TikTok and I feel like the algorithm is amazing, finding sounds can be so tricky.
1: It is a struggle for sure. Um, A lot of the stuff I do, I screen record from YouTube and then I upload the video to my like ghost account that I just used for that and then that's how I'll use the audio. But sometimes I'm lucky and I find like nice ones on TikTok but I won't lie that's pretty rare.
0: So how do you decide, like, do, do you plan your content in advance or you just like, oh, I'm listening to this today and, oh, I came across this performance and I want to use it?
1: Um, it depends. Usually, I'll try to record a couple, maybe a day in advance. That way, like I can do it the night before when I'm awake at 4am. And then I'll post it like the next day when I wake up at 4pm. But no, a lot of the time, I'll just see where we're at. Or if I found like a neat sequined clothing item at the mall, I'll be like, "All right, I know exactly what performance I'm going to use that for. (laughs) Or I'll just do whatever my favorite parts are of the performance. Like a lot of the ones that I do post, like that is my most favorite part of that performance. So is your
0: For You page full of Taylor Swift stuff
1: or? 100%, yeah. My For You page has Taylor Swift, a lot of One Direction and Hank Green. That's pretty much what it is.
0: Like this year has been insane for Swifties. I feel like every other day I'm like, she's she's doing what like what's happening like oh my god this
1: theory (laughs) i have gone down so many rabbit holes of theories and like i'm definitely not smart enough to come up with them by myself so i'll be listening to the song and i'm like oh my god i love this song and then i'll scroll through my for you page and someone will come up with like a flow chart with all of these arrows and they'll be like all right so this is this relationship from this song, and this song, and it connects to this song, and it also somehow connects to a song from debut, and I'm like, oh my god, I should write this down.
0: Yeah, like when or when we were anticipating Lover. So there were all these tier 7 theories, right? And yeah. I was like, reading one, well, them. I'm like, oh my god, they, they, they make so much sense. And then I did like this whole um, Insta story highlight... <laughs> thing about it
1: and then not a single thing was right <laughs> sometimes you know you got to take shots in the dark sometimes you miss but I- i'm here for the ride it's a good time no matter what true and okay
0: so it is taylor's birthday so um she just surprised dropped another album in like what three months
1: yeah i think it's been about five months
0: okay so evermore dropped three days now which is your favorite song so far
1: <laughs> that is not a hard question at all okay i am have- a Obsessed with nobody Body, No Crime. That is my favorite song from the album, like bar none. And it's probably no coincidence that like, even though it's not like a song from Reputation, it's kind of like the most similar vibe. Because I was like, I saw this one mashup too of I Did Something Bad with No Body, No Crime. It's something else. I was like, it's perfect. I definitely have plans for that audio. Like, I've got the outfits ready. <laughs> Yeah, No Body, No Crime, Bar None is my favorite song from Evermore. I've probably, the album's been out three days. I've listened to the song over 200 times. Like that is
0: definitely one of my favorites. But lyrics wise, I think Champagne Problems and Gold Rush.
1: Champagne Problems is my number two. So I definitely know what you mean. I love Champagne Problems as well. So as soon as I listened to No Body, No Crime, like for an hour straight, I was like, all right, let's move on to the next one. And Champagne Problems is definitely my second one.
0: Is there a song that you're not quite feeling just yet?
1: That's a dangerous question. Um, I I think Closure is one that I'm like... Is it because of all the banging? I think, yeah, the instrumentals are definitely a little jarring. I I just, I I don't feel it yet. I'm sure I will at some point, but I I don't feel it yet.
0: Uh, I saw someone on YouTube say it's like the love child of peace and hoax from... Folklore, and I feel like that makes sense because Peace and Pokes were not my favorites of the album either.
1: Yeah, I see a lot of love for Peace, especially on TikTok. And I'm not saying it's not a bad song, it's just definitely not one of my favorites from folklore. My favorite from folklore, like early on, it was definitely Exile, and I definitely still really like Exile, but I think Mad Woman, and that's not a very popular choice, but I listened to it a lot and it just hits different. I really like Mad Woman. Yes. What's your favorite song from Evermore so far?
0: The same as you, the, the three that I mentioned, but also Willow. I think Willow, especially with the music video.
1: It's so lighthearted. Like I really, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the music video too.
0: She's always been really good with videos.
1: I definitely rewatched all of them a hundred times
0: I think especially rep I was literally just like like trying to take in everything
1: and all of the easter eggs in the videos too like I remember the ready for it video it's so innocuous right like you just watch it and you're like yeah she's a robot I love it so much but if you go back you're like there's a reference to witches here like the horse symbolizes white horse or something but <laughs> not that I came up with that theory I definitely found it on Instagram but there's so many easter eggs packed into like a four minute music video
0: Yeah, I was just talking about Evermore because Mm -hmm. uh, Bon Iver's part is a little weird, right? Like it starts off slow and then changes tempo and everything. Yeah. So I was just talking to someone about it and they were like, oh, I mean, I'm sure there's a reason. And yeah, of course there's a reason. Nothing Taylor Swift does is without reason. There's always a metaphor or she's referencing something, you know?
1: I mean, I definitely don't know what the reason could possibly be, but I'm I'm ready to find the theory somewhere.
0: The worst part is she never confirms anything, so you're, you're like, am I crazy?
1: <laughs> no, that's justice for five holes in the fence. It means something. I feel like one day she'll post another picture with holes in the fence, and we'll be like, no, you're trying to fool us, and then, like, TS13 will drop.
0: Okay, speaking of that, what is your thought on the theory, are we getting a trilogy album?
1: Okay, I've seen a lot of that and I think it's definitely a possibility but at the same time I'm not ready for all that like I honestly don't know if I could handle it I think the strongest piece of evidence I've seen though was the three cardigans like the evidence is all in the cardigans we have the folklore one and then the red one forevermore and then there's the third Woodvale. I think is like our working title for that yeah
0: because why why is that word like in one of the The photos it doesn't make sense unless it wasn't like an error
1: it's definitely a possibility but at the same time i'm thinking if like i was taylor i'd be like i literally just gave you guys an album like it's been a day and you're already theorizing on the next one
0: but it kind of makes sense and of course all of this comes from the word on the album uh, on the photo Mm -hmm. and of course all the merch right because it's True. true all the merch has like red green and blue it and I released the second candle as well in the colors. So it, it would make sense. I don't know. Maybe she's giving us a Christmas album.
1: I would like that.
0: Right? Like blue can also be Christmassy and not so obvious
1: as red. I would like a Christmas <laughs> album. I won't lie. That's what I was doing right before we started. I saw on like instagram that new merch had come out and i was like i must i must get it how, I
0: how much do you buy
1: how much merch um i think not a lot like the only stuff that i have so far is um two rep rings one that i got at my show and then one that i got from amazon actually so not like officially and then the only other piece of merch that i have is a like a gray reputation shirt
0: mm. oh so all your merch is from rep
1: yeah. Fingers crossed for Christmas though because I definitely put in an order with the family for merch for Christmas. You I,
0: know. I put in an order for the snow globe but it sold out before anyone could get it. The same thing happened for the love of snow globe. I was so upset.
1: That is very disheartening.
0: And now the Evermore merch because it was such a surprise drop right nobody really has an idea on how we'd be able to order it. So I I feel like I want to start collecting the vinyls, but I don't know whether I'd be able to get the Evermore. I ordered the Folklore one, it hasn't arrived yet. Like I'm waiting for Folklore merch, but Evermore is already out.
1: But you know what? Maybe all of the merch will come at the same time. Or by the time, our ever, like we'll already have our for, our folklore merch. And then our evermore merch will come. And then Woodvale exactly. will already come. If Taylor Nation
0: ever hears this, like, can you please stop batch releasing merch? Because shipping is expensive <laughs> over here in Asia. In Canada too.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, one of my biggest regrets was not trying to order the red cardigan when it came out. Because it's not available anymore.
0: I know my Taylor Seltzer actually has to deal with a lot of um, hate comments as well because I've been following you for a while and people can be horrible for no reason, right? So how do you handle it and does it ever get to you?
1: I would say I'm fairly lucky. Like, I don't think I get too much hate, but honestly, it doesn't really bother me that much. I think I have a relatively thick skin <laughs> and I mostly just take it as a joke because at the end of the day, if you're taking time to, comment something mean on my post. You're paying attention to me, so I'll take it because I'm not going to pay you any mind, so.
0: It's helping you get on that for you page anyway, right?
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Comment for the algorithm. I'll take it.
0: So you just let it slide most of the time.
1: Yeah. I think maybe I've only had... No, this wasn't even a hate comment, but the worst one that I've ever had was someone that said that they thought I looked 13 I have never forgotten that. That wasn't even a hate comment, but...
0: That's that's really weird. So I also noticed, like, on your Instagram, you've got 10,000 followers, which is a lot, but definitely not near your TikTok following. No. But your recent birthday post, happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. It got almost 8,000 likes and tons of comments. So, um, how do you think that happened? Was it the hashtags, or did people come from TikTok? Or
1: honestly, I don't know. I am very happy that it did well, but I think maybe it could have been the hashtags. Like I tagged Taylor in it because it was obviously a Taylor Swift theme post. Like it was me in the 22 music video outfit because I just turned 22. So I, I'm, I don't know why I did so well, but I'll take it. I'll take any success. Mm, and then because I also the, the
0: the comments that people sending you comments like stop being a copycat, it's like, do you understand
1: TikTok? Those comments kind of confuse me a little bit. I get a lot of get your own personality. Like that's what I get a lot of. People will say get your own personality. People don't say that to cosplayers who are
0: playing anime characters. Like what is the difference?
1: I honestly don't understand like I have my own personality but if you don't like my cosplay content that's on my cosplay account scroll up man (laughs) I don't know what to tell you I'm just doing it for fun like I'm obviously under no illusion that I am Taylor Swift
0: on the bright side that is the most of the hate you get right it's all always about the same thing so it's technically not a personal
1: attack I suppose. I have gotten like a couple of interesting DMs. I don't know I- I'm willing to believe that it's not the Swifties that do that like it's just random haters that just have a lot of free time.
0: But also I feel like any fandom has um these kind of
1: toxic fans I'd say. Like I noticed a lot of um in the One Direction fandom there was there was definitely there was some rough times in that one too.
0: Yeah the, the Taylor group, I feel like at one point it was a little bit toxic, I, like just between lover and folklore, there was a, a bit of toxicity going on. But now I was talking to my, my manager actually about this and I feel like she, she has a point. Taylor fans have grown up you know so she's been around for like what 10 years yeah so the fans have also grown with her and I think as you get older you don't bother as much like you like what you like but you don't need to be like the super out of Taylor Swift every day you know
1: yeah or you're just stuck at work so you don't have as much time to be online
0: mm-hmm. okay so I don't want to keep you too long I realize mm-hmm. we've been talking for a while so before I let you go what is the dream with TikTok like where would you like to see it go?
1: Um, honestly, I don't know, because I don't do a lot else currently. This is my main source of like joy that I have right now. So I'm basically just doing it for fun. Like ideally, I guess, you know, I would get 10 million followers and be super famous overnight. That would be really cool. But um, other than that, I'm happy with just doing what I'm doing. And as long as people like it, I'm doing it for fun. So it's a good time.
0: Have you been able to earn any any money from, because I I know there's a creative fund and everything going on.
1: Um, I actually don't think I've looked into that a little bit, but I think it's only in the U S that you can be in the creator fund.
0: Okay. A lot of things is like that for us. so.
1: So as of right now, i'd do it 100 for free
0: would you would you um like have any plans to kind of like monetize this whole lookalike situation especially like online
1: honestly i don't know i mean maybe i feel like i'm doing it as an homage for taylor like it's just for fun i enjoy it and that's why i do it but if i start to be like all right i'm trying to make money off of this i don't know i don't know if that would be like then it would be as much of a i'm doing this because i love you mm-hmm. Because I'm a big fan of you,
0: it definitely would change the dynamic. I think. Yeah. Have you been noticed by Taylor Nation? No. <laughs> Are you hoping to be?
1: Yes, definitely. That is a huge hope. I would.
0: The dream just... it would be to go to secret, like the next secret sessions, whenever that is.
1: Like the dream, you go to Taylor's house and she's baked you cookies. I would cry. Like I don't know how anybody who's ever been to a secret session survived it. Like honestly, I have no yeah. idea.
0: with Calista.